My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Hey friends, this episode was recorded before the COVID crisis and the opinions expressed do not represent the current climate of the country. Make sure you stay tuned for more current episodes. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, owner of Detroit Mom. Today, we are talking about mom bullies and cultural FOMO that I'm sure either you've experienced, you may experience, or you're fortunate enough to never experience. So I'm sitting here with my co-host. I'll give you a rundown. We have Gian, Kristen, Kimberly, Monique, Tiffany, and our lovely professional, Rachel, from Rise Psychiatry. So I'm going to jump into something very specific. And we asked in our contributor group if things that women experience when it comes to friendships, specifically mom bullies, feeling left out, being left out, what that looks like and in, in what they have specifically experienced. So one person put in there that they have a situation where they always invite this specific family or couple, I should say couple, to come over to their house during the summer or whenever you can do bonfires. And they're never invited to this other person's house except this one time when they were out of town, which I would venture to guess if your neighbors and your friends, you probably know this person is going to be out of town. <laughs> so the thing that kind of went with this is she had asked, when is enough? When do you stop? inviting them over and know that they just don't give a crap about you personally. Um, and what it was is she felt she invited this this couple over multiple times. Her and her husband hit it off and it was great. They had a lot of things in common. But then when it came down to it, they were never invited to this person's house and felt extremely left out. And I could see that. I can see why they would feel left out. So my question is, when specifically but you're saying that they invited other people? Yeah. Be, okay. Yeah. Just clarifying. Yeah. So they just never felt – this person never went out of their way to invite them specifically, even though they hit it off. They – you know, they – everything was cool. They were gelling together. <laughs> However that is when you get together with couples. So her thing mainly was when do you say, I'm no longer trying with this anymore. I'm no longer inviting them over. And then it goes back into this whole thing where you're like, what did I do wrong? What didn't they like about me? What what didn't they like about my husband? Or did I say something? Did I do something? And then you, it takes you back to this whole portion of feeling insecure about maybe it's something you did. It's just a weird spot to be in, right? Definitely. I mean, I think I think I would say when you start to feel bad is when you start to cut it off. I mean, if you're feeling really left out or you're feeling like these people are inviting other people over, they're not including us or they're, you know, that kind of thing. And you're starting to feel 
bad about yourself or questioning yourself, that's not a healthy friendship. It's not it's not feeding you. At the same time, if they're being invited, that guest is being invited, are they actually coming to the house? To, so whoever yeah, wrote this blog post. Yeah, they're coming over to the house. So they're saying, hey, Elizabeth, yeah. come on over, you and mm-hmm. your husband. And you guys are like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And you come over and you have a good time. Mm-hmm. But then you're not saying, hey, Kimberly, come over to my, my house, right? Yeah. But you're still coming over to my house. So I'm, I don't know if it's a friendship <clears throat> issue at that point. Maybe. But they have a bonfire and don't invite them. Right. Right. But they're coming over to their – I mean, if if I have a problem with you, even if you invite me to your house, I'm not going to come. So I have a similar you know experience what I mean? to this, though. So we have a group of friends that we knew as couples before everybody had children. And we always did things as a group. But then as we started to have children, that group still hangs out all the time. Not as often as we, we did before. Mm-hmm. But they all still spend a lot of time together. And my husband and I are only invited when there's a gift to be given. (laughs) And it's not like they're – and they're always like, oh, well, we're so busy and this and that. When we try to get together with them or we try to plan something with them, they're really busy. But then we'll see them all over social media with Mm -hmm. other people. And it's like – I don't know. Has it ever I take it personally. I I would too. I I would too. I mean, has a conversation never been had? If it's, I kind of feel like it's a little primitive to jump to the conclusion that, oh, they may not want to be friends with me and my husband, or oh, I feel insecure. Like, is that real? Really, even fair when you haven't even had a conversation to confront the issue with these individuals? Like, I'm not gonna go wasting my time and losing sleep over somebody not inviting me to something if I never even addressed it with them. Like, right. it's just not. That how would serious. you address that though, Rachel? How so? From your professional opinion, how can a person go about saying, hey, this is what I noticed without being, I don't know if that comes off confrontational or what it No, I mean, it's not confrontational if you don't make it confrontational. You know, you just have to be, you know, assertive in an appropriate way and just say, you know, I noticed you guys had a bonfire or, or, I mean, again, we kind of know a little bit about the story, but we don't know all the pieces. So we still have some questions. But what if that's not your personality? Like my personality personally is not to like be like, hey, you know, I know I saw you on social media with all these people and I'm really feeling left out because you only invite me when there is a gift that is to be given. You know, we only get invited for the big stuff, baptism, birthday party. None of like the minor things. I think you could say like something more along the lines of like, I've noticed our friendship has shifted. Like Mm. I'm seeing you on social media with these people or this kind of thing. But when I seem to reach out and ask you if you, you know, if you can get together, you know, it just seems like maybe that's not a priority or, you know, you're always busy. You know, I miss the way things used to be. Did something change? You know, I, this is Tiffany here. I kind of have a different perspective. I've always come from the standpoint, what's understood need not be explained. Mm -hmm. And so if you come to realize that you're only invited when the present is necessary, stop showing up. Right. Period. Right. You know, know. and then (laughs) when you, when you stop showing up and then they come to you and say, Hey, we noticed you didn't come to the baptism. We noticed you didn't come to the wedding. We noticed, why is this? Then it puts you in the position to have the opportunity to say, I've noticed that these other things happen and I'm not invited. I've noticed that when I reach out, you're too busy, but I still see you interacting and engaging with others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have to confront. We yeah. can just pull back right. and let things play out as they are. And if they never reach out, Kick rocks. So sad, too bad. You don't yeah. need me in your life, and I don't need you in mine. 
But you're you know? saying that's a struggle for you, and it's something oh, that it's hurts totally, your feelings. It, it, well, it's it's hurtful because I think for us, we were so close. Mm-hmm. They were in our wedding, like yeah. vice versa. We were in theirs, and to now kind of be on the outside, but that, I, it's the, not at, a good feeling. I don't that like it. Level of friendship. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. that. It, I get that it's out of character yeah. for you, but. A conversation sounds like yeah it, it should happen right yeah not that it has to be confrontational not that it has to whatever just because of the depth of friendship that you describe right right the history like if you are not comfortable not going to the events that you are invited to on the back end they're never gonna know until you let them know right mm-hmm. like even right. though in your mind you have this perception which I think you know this is the detriment to us being in the social media society mm-hmm. where we know what everyone's doing right, right. obviously the mm-hmm. first reaction for most of us is to feel FOMO right no matter what the situation even mm-hmm. though even if there are no bad intentions so in that particular friendship group I would try at least to put your to voice your feelings right right but yeah I, I don't I, even I get, yeah. I get that it's a difficult conversation I, like even when you guys talk about and I know it's like totally what I should be doing like I, I know I won't do it. Only because, like, it's so outside of my comfort zone. Do you love these people? Is it going to make, like, is it going to make or break? Are you afraid of what they're going to say to their friends, to the other people in their group? They're, like, no, I don't think it's, it's not even that. I think because the other people in the group, like, we were friends with them, too, but we were not as close to them as we were the specific couple. And, you know, I don't know. Why do you think you keep showing up? I don't know. Rachel, why do you think she keeps showing up? I just up? think she's hoping it's going to change. I do. Yes, you're absolutely right. I do. I'm always like, oh, well, maybe we'll see them. We'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. And everything will go yep. back to the way it was. And it never does. Even though we all sit there and be like, oh, my gosh, I miss you. I miss you. And, oh, we should do something together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, yes, let's do it. And then crickets. And even those oh. events that involve gifts are still a way for you to stay connected, right? Right. Like you still yeah. see them at least at those events. Mm-hmm. So you hold on to that, what yeah. you have. Yes. Because otherwise it would be nothing. Yeah. So you you kind of have a choice. You can either change your expectations and know, like, I'm only going to get invited for these big <laughs> things, da-da-da, and I'm going to have to be okay with it, and I want to see them yeah. and stay connected to them in that realm, and that's fine enough for me, or it hurts too much. Because I always use the example, like, when people with friendships, like, sometimes your friendship is so deep and when I've done counseling with people and it's you're so connected and it's a level, I've known this person forever, this kind of thing, we're so connected. It's sometimes it's like how you have to disconnect from an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like I don't want to see you on social media because it's like a knife in my heart. Like, yeah. and, I, and I'm getting to the point where it's feeling like that, you know, because like we, we used to travel together. Right. Like oh, it's just really so like right. I just I can't so, believe we got to this point. But like, you might not be able to be fringe friends with this person is what yeah. I'm saying. So you make a decision. OK, I'm either changing my expectations. I'm going to be OK with it or I'm going to have to say something. Yeah. And I'm going to have to, you know, because that's your kind of last-ditch effort at trying to reconnect. And, and then if you say something and they say, oh, yes, you're right and blah, 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 well, then actions speak louder than words. Yeah. What happens after that? Have you tried right at the moment, you know, like, yeah, we need to get together and everyone's kind of on that high and that, yes, we totally miss you. Like, pull out your phone. Like, oh, yeah. Let's schedule something. Oh, yeah. Like, what? And then do they cancel on you? It's not even that they cancel. It, there's no commitment. They're like, oh, no, 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 well, no, no let no, me no. think about right. this day oh, or that day. Oh, we've been trying for a yeah. couple of years. It just doesn't work. Like, yep. let's commit. Mm-hmm. I want to commit to a date. Like, what? 
let's do it right now. Pull up. I mean, everyone has a calendar on their phone, guys. We all live yeah. off of it, right? Yeah. And so I actually I did that this past fall after we attended their birthday party, and they and it was like this whole like, oh, let's get together, let's do a date night, we'll go out, we'll we'll get sitters for the kids. And I was like, yeah, so what days are you available? Oh, well, let me check. I got to see so-and-so's schedule. So the only, and, the reason know. I'm saying to do it right there is because I'm a, a bit guilty of it, mm-hmm. not in, with any malintent. But yes, oh my gosh, for sure, I want to get together with coffee. Or yes, let's go out on a date night. Right. And then honestly, we all just I leave that party. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I leave the event. Absolutely. I leave the party. And then it's like, you know, soccer and basketball. Elizabeth, you're shaking your head so hard. I know because this is really, you value it on a very high level. What do you think? Like friendships, right? I don't right? agree. I hate the term. This is a whole another thing I want to talk I hate when people say I'm too busy because I don't. I think that. No, I'm saying erroneously. Like it just drops off my radar. I leave an event. And then even though I've just told a friend, like for sure I want to get together. Right now. But Living if it's important right, right to you, now, you will make the effort. If it's important, I truly yeah, 100% I believe if you, if that getting together with them, whether it's dinner, it's lunch, it's dropping them a note. Like even if life is busy, it's as quick as a, like a text or, you know, a text saying, hey, I was just thinking about you. I know we we're supposed to get together. It, you know, life has just gotten a little crazy, whatever the case may be. But I think that if it's super important to you, that's not an issue. And I do think with Kristen's, I think if it's not in your personality to say something to them, maybe writing a letter and saying, this isn't in my person, you know, this is not the type of person that I am. So I'm writing a letter to you because I want you to know how I feel. And if at the end of this, you don't feel the same or I'm taking this completely out of context, let me know. But I don't think that it's healthy to continue, and I, this is definitely not my therapy session, but um, <laughs> I think that it's it's just like mm-hmm. it sucks the life mm-hmm. other people, yeah, and what you think can suck the life out of you. So this is just out of curiosity. Does your husband share the exact? Since you mentioned that this was a couple group, because the reason I ask is because when it comes to mom tribe friend any sort of friendship-related heartache that I put myself through, when I present that to my husband, like, it might be a similar situation where it's, like, a mutual friend for of both of ours or whatever. I feel like the way he processes or the way he handles it is on such a different level than I make in my oh, own head. So it's just totally. my Totally. Like, for him, and I get it, because, like, he knew the husband – previously before our relationship and I knew the wife previously before our relationship we happened to marry friends so my husband in his scenario it's like oh well we go months sometimes years without talking and then we come back together and it's like no big deal he also is just totally not faced by this and it to him it's like better you know less things for me to do less on my calendar and, and I think that, I and, and, I, and I think that's a common reaction. So yeah. one, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm not, if I'm speaking for the majority of females in our generation. Um, but one, my husband is not that into social media. Mine is not even, which on I it. think is a huge benefit to him. Two, for him, it's the same thing that yeah. he doesn't take it personally. He doesn't, I guess, for him, he sees it as. Unless it's something directly, I feel like that was obviously intentional to say, hey, yeah. 
you're not cool. We don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> right. Well, and they'll they'll she, talk. Like, they'll text back and forth, and it's no problem. It's effortless, right? Yeah, it's, it's totally it's, it's effortless. It's so much easier. And with women and friendships in general, I feel like we ourselves, not that there isn't malintent. I, I get that in situations there is. Um, but personally, on an individual level, I think we get in our own heads about it and spend so much time in grief overanalyzing, overthinking, and not just about the other person, but our own reactions mm-hmm. and what did I do or, you know, what mm-hmm. went wrong. Like, we spend so much emotion and stress and anxiety over that part of it that that just amplifies a situation. I agree. I've had a friend, you know, kind of missing each other or even outright, you know, no communication goes for a couple of months, right? I think nothing of it. By the way, this is the friend that I'm talking about that we still haven't even seen each other for Christmas. I've got her gifts for her kids. <laughs> I'm so She's got mine. For, she's the godmother of my kids. I'm the godmother of her kids. I mean, we are close. And at the same time, until, I mean, I take my own advice because we have literally said, no, pull out the phone right now. Look at the calendar right now um, because it's, life is busy, right? So I've had a, a couple months go by. And then she calls and it's like, hey, it's so good to talk to you. And she is like, did I, are you mad at me? And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, no. Like, why? She's like, have I done something? That's like, of course not. Like, we haven't even seen each other (laughs) to do anything, right? And so I'm not even thinking along those lines. And for her, she's like, I just haven't heard from you, right? And so, yes, reach out for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, to your point... I think sometimes we do get on our own heads where she was convinced that she had done something wrong. Yeah. And abs- like we didn't even see each other mm-hmm. for anything to be done wrong. So I think it came up in a previous episode where we touched on this, right? Like the different levels of friendship, mm-hmm. people who obviously have a mutual understanding of how things in the relationship work. Like right. my best friend and I could go months without talking to each other would and none of us, either of us would think anything of it, right? And we, I have friendships like that, too. Right, right, But right. it's the specific friendship. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the understanding that's already there, right? Mm-hmm. The mutual understanding that's It's just out there. of character Coup- for our friendship. Coupled with insecurities that arise out, out of, you know, events and situations that happen. I hear you guys, but I'm still, like, not seeing the connection here. <laughs> because I just feel that you're putting a lot of time, energy... And like she said, emotion into something, into just thinking and mm-hmm. coming up with these conspiracy theories in your mind <laughs> instead of just having the courage for five minutes to have a conversation. Yes, Like it's like you got to think about what it's doing to you and yourself. You know mm-hmm. what you have to contribute and what you have to give. Just like uh, the couple with the bonfire, bonfire. You guys know y'all, you know that you're fun to be around. You know that you felt like you had a good time. But it's like either you're going to make the decision to invest into this fr- possible friendship for five minutes and have an adult conversation because that's yes, what we yeah, are. Absolutely. Or you're just going to keep it moving. Yeah. Like, why waste any more time? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get the connection. Rachel, there. do you have any? Because I'm sure, Kristen, there are <laughs> listeners right now that are like, no, I don't have the courage. Yeah. I don't. It, it is I hard. I literally don't have the courage. So, like, right, as much as you guys hard, are saying And you're it, working I'm like, on it. I'm right. Like, right? You're working on it. Even though you know it We've talked about this before. Rachel, do you have any advice for anybody listening who – Really just, this is hard for them. Like, how to approach it in a way, and I know Elizabeth kind of asked you earlier, and you said, you know, I've noticed some things changing and things like that, but even maybe like an internal pep talk to like build up that courage. Well, I think it's like going back to, to your point, I mean, in a sense, 
like Monique, like it's like you are hurting yourself at this point. You really are. I yeah. mean, at this point, you you can't keep going like this because no, this I've, is painful. I've definitely spent way more time, emotion, and personal thought that did, didn't deserve. But so you make a decision in the sense of like, do I want to try to save this relationship or do I have to let this relationship go? Mm-hmm. And and you have to, you literally have to force yourself to make a decision. And with both of those things come action. And your action's either going to be, I'm going to have a conversation, which I love your point, Elizabeth, because I, I definitely am someone who has used letters <coughs> and email when I have to have a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. I've gotten much better with my assertive communication, but that was definitely my default when I, when I wasn't. It's something a lot of my clients do. And you can, you can have the courage to write a letter and put it in the mail and send it because it's not confrontational. It's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have to have the anxiety of like, oh, my gosh, what if I say the wrong thing? You can say exactly what you want to say to your point and you can send it. How that person responds is out of your control. But I definitely think an email or a letter or something of that nature, if you don't have the courage to talk face to face or you're afraid your message isn't going to be received well or that kind of thing, that would be still an assertive and appropriate way to communicate. And to encourage you, I have been on the receiving end of an email. I have mentioned before, I am a very confrontational person, so I have no problem (laughs) with the phone call, in-person talk, but I realize that not everyone communicates the same way as I do. So this was a friendship that had gone awry. Like, nothing that I nor she did was really something that I would say, oh, this happened. But it was... I mean, the communication had died for a very, very long period of time. It was completely unexpected, completely out of the blue. And as someone who doesn't communicate that way, I am so grateful that she reached out. Whatever, mm. way, uh, whatever, whatever way or form that was comfortable to her, I am so grateful for the fact that she sent me that email versus I don't even know, I guess, you know, our friendship is here because of that email, right? Whereas if that communication had never happened, that's a friend that I would have never had back in my life. So I, I it's just a encur- <laughs> encouragement for you to I... seek out any avenue that might be good for you to communicate how you're feeling. Because yes, even though it might be amplified by your internal things, I, I think it's definitely a situation that you shouldn't deal with by yourself, right? I think with letters, I, I mean, even in my marriage, mm-hmm. when I'm just like at that point mm-hmm. with my husband, every time I try to say what I yep. want to say, he either cuts in or I cut <laughs> in. I forget what I wanted to say. I forgot the point I was making. I have found when you have that opportunity to write it out, it gives you an opportunity before that person to read over it again. Is this really what I want to say? Is yes. this my, this is does this really relay the emotion of what I'm feeling? You know, so you take out the possibility of misunderstandings, harsh words, or saying something because now you're feeling defensive, defensive or pushed in the corner because you feel like, oh no, 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 that's not what I meant. I have to defend myself. You are able to lay it all out, and then this is me. I'm such the weirdo. So if I have <laughs> written something down right and I send it to you. After I know you had it, then I have to read it over like five times. So at the, this sentence. Oh, so I, I do wonder, that too. You know, how are they going to respond to that? You know, but I, it, it's very cathartic because mm-hmm. it also helps release you from the pressure. It releases you from the anxiety because when you have all these thoughts and all these words running around your head and you're going up to this person, all this anxiety and anticipation builds up. Mm-hmm. When you write it out, you get it out, you know, it's like, okay. This is what I want to say. This is my intentions. My, you know, what I'm trying to communicate is clear. 
And then, like, you know, Rachel said, it's out of your hands at that point, you know. So what about, because I am the way I am, what if, like, what would your advice be if, like, if I wrote this letter, but maybe I didn't send it? Burn that thing right <laughs> over the kitchen sink. Like, because right I could see, like, I think for me it would be cathartic to, like, write it all out, but I just don't see myself sending a letter. Like, because I think... I don't know. A letter, an email, anything. Yeah. Text Any written message. communication. Okay. I know. I You can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. This is an intervention. Uh, this is, yes. Yes. is there not a mutual friend or friends that you have with these people that you can just kind of bounce it off of? Maybe you don't have the communication style where you can go to them and say, hey, I got an issue with this. But is there someone that you guys both know mutually that you can say, hey, this is what I've been noticing. Am I tripping? Um... There is, but let me preface this by saying this is a very catty group. It's actually a very unhealthy group that I really shouldn't even be a part of now that I even talk about it and oh think about gosh. it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's all coming to me now. Big eye opener. So for me, I would probably not talk to anybody about it because I know that it would them. all just like... Boom, it would, use that to your advantage. Yeah, that's true. Use that to your advantage. So because you know that it, and say it to who the person that you think is the closest to them that's going to say something. Yeah. But say the right thing. <laughs> that's because right right you know it's going to get back right, to them. Yeah. you know it's going to get back to them. Don't say it in a, like a negative way. Just say, you know, I really, I don't know if I'm in my feelings or what, but I've really been feeling some type of way that they don't ever, you know, invite me to all any of the intimate events that they have right. or they don't necessarily come to mind. Do you, like, do you think I'm, like, tripping to feel that way or do you think that, like, I'm just overreacting? Like, do I just care too much? You know, yeah. play that up. That's a good idea. So that it doesn't come off negatively, but then now you know they got the message. Now, if they, if you know for a fact after a week or two that they got that message mm -hmm. and they haven't did anything to curb their behavior. Week or two, it'd be like five seconds <laughs> before they got that message. But I'm just message. saying, if you didn't get any type of response, then that's your response. But yeah. what are you really expecting when you do that? I mean, really? Nothing. Yeah. Because what are you expecting I, at that point? Th I think that's why <clears throat> I'm struggling with this because I think I know personally how it will be accepted. And it will just, it'll be like the nail in the coffin that makes it where we're not friends anymore. Well, wait a minute. But wait. are you really friends now? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But here's the thing. You can, sometimes this can happen. Like, you have to, you're nostalgic about them. I don't, and, and, and there's obviously love there. You were in their wedding. They were in your wedding. There was nothing ill in, intended that happened. There's no major event. That love is probably still there. I mean, and so... Why are you not giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to accept your feelings? And if they don't, that is the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I don't think it's always black and white, but I feel like in this situation, you have two choices. Yeah. Either casually let that die out and stop going to the events that you feel like you guys are just asked to come to or to have that conversation that you don't want to have. And you're still spring chicken. Like, we have – you have the ability – to stop focusing so much time and energy on these people. And this goes, you're not alone. So many listeners yeah. are like this. Yeah. So many are yeah. like this. This is huge. That it is. It's, I think that you have the ability to make deep, intentional friendships at this point that matter, that you can carry on into your 60s, 70s, be the golden girls at this point <laughs> where you're not worried about how these people think about you and they're not putting in the effort because at the end of the day, if they're not putting in the effort, it was something that I read where this person was always putting in the effort or friendships that are the efforts always put in, but it's never reciprocated. And I think you have to be okay 
with letting that go. And I know you at this point and you're not going to do any of these things unless somebody (laughs) pushes you to do it for your mental health. Because I don't think it's healthy. Friendships are those things that literally suck the life out of you. I'm 100% guilty of overanalyzing, but I've also learned when something's when I have to let something die, when it's time. No, I have a girlfriend I haven't spoke to in probably five years. She stood up in my wedding and we just naturally grew apart. And it wasn't worth it for me because I felt like I had multiple conversations saying, hey, I just feel like, you know, there's just something different about our relationship, all that stuff. And she was like, no, everything's great. And at that point, I knew that she was never going to see that something wasn't right. And I wasn't willing to put the time and effort into something that was not going to be fixed because it didn't matter. And I think that's the point where I'm at because in my own way, I have mentioned before like how I miss them and we haven't hung out and, you know, I really want to spend time with them. And that's where it's like, oh, yeah, we miss you too. And, yeah, we'll totally spend time together. Oh, yeah, I'll give you a date. I'll tell you when. And I think that's where my feelings are hurt because – It's like I did kind of in my own way, or maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't at all, or maybe it wasn't perceived that way. Um, But I I know a specific point where, and this was even before we had kids. I think when I first, and I think it was right before we both had children that I started to see this shift in our friendship. And I, in so many words, called her out on being distant. And it was like your friend. She totally didn't see it that way. And was like, oh, well, it's a two-way street. And I'm thinking to myself, but I've been trying to get in touch with you. Like, I've been trying to spend time with you. But yeah, I think I know what I need to do. And But it's actually having I know, the courage to do it and saying to yourself, okay, today is the day. Like setting yourself a deadline where mm-hmm. either I'm sending a text, I'm sending an email, I'm going to call her. I'm a caller. If I have literally an ounce of confrontation with anyone or I'm sensing it, I'll give you a call and be like, listen, I'm feeling this way and I'm calling you because I don't want a text message to be taken out of context. But I'm just not – I don't have time in my life to – I've let a lot of things like suck the life out of me, worrying or overanalyzing or thinking things that were not actually real Mm -hmm. because in my mind that's how I felt. So I think you just have to – and I'm saying this to you, but to an audience in general, as women, I think there's probably a lot of women that are like Monique, and there are a lot of lot more women that are like myself, that are like Kristen, you know, that overanalyze and try so hard to fix something that is not fixable. And do you, what when you sit back, I think I there was this list somebody made and it said, what are the qualities you want in a friend? When you think about it, when you sit down, does this person at least check off five or six of those qualities? And if they don't, then why are you wasting your time? I've been yeah. here. I've, I've questioned why I've wasted my time. I've, I can think of one specific person where I tried to fix it or make something there that wasn't there. We just, it just wasn't like I don't know. They they were their person. I was never going to change. They were never going to change. But I was trying to make it mold or gel or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's, I think, was hard for me because it's not often right. that I can't have a relationship with somebody. And it's not even a relationship. I just wasn't willing to put any more time and effort into it at all. Well, and I think this kind of all circles back to, 
you know, when do we know that a friendship is like over and to let it go? And I think for a while I've known that this friendship needs to be let go and I need to not give it so much space in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, and I'm not, so I'm just giving it as an actionable tip for someone who is quote unquote most of the time okay having these conversations. You still have to hype yourself up. So yeah. action wise, when you're like, or your hype girl, when you're Be like, when you can do this. <laughs> no, when you've made that like date, or you you're finally ready. This this just recently happened to me. I think a few months a few months ago, close friend, someone that I talked to pretty regularly, and we it was just one of those things that like was kind of nothing happened, but I, I could sense distance. And so at first I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to cause drama when nothing really happened. It's probably just nothing. It's probably in my own head. But to where our friendship was, I knew that it wasn't just in my head. So I finally, I think a few weeks later, finally got up the courage, hyped myself up, and I was like, wrote it all out, reread it to take the emotion out of it, right? Just to like, I didn't State want to. the it. facts. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, I, I stated how I was feeling, but I didn't tie it back to anything she did. I didn't want it to sound blaming. But at the same time, I sent it. It was a huge load off my shoulders just even having gotten it out there, right? Like off my chest and not me stewing over it by myself. And honestly, it was really well received. Like she took what I said, responded to what I felt like I needed in response, the reassurance or whatever. And had I not sent that, our future communications would have been very surface level, very like, let's not talk about the elephant in the room, but mm-hmm. pretend like we're still friends. And I'm so grateful. And I'm going to say this to you after having received her response back, even though you have no control over the way that they're going to react, right? If it's a friendship that is supposed to continue on being in your life, that friend will see over their hurt and be able to meet you where you're needed on your level of hurt. Right. Because sometimes I I truly believe people don't realize. Yeah. They do. I know one person that says the most absurd, offensive things to people, but thinks that it's absolutely normal. Like they <laughs> like I, I'll be in a conversation with a group of people and she'll she'll say something. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, she did not just go there. <laughs> but to her, she's just carrying on like it is not not a big deal. Like she just carries on. And so I think a lot of times people don't realize it. And I know she's had a situation over the last year where she said something really offensive and the person said, I'm not speaking to you because what you said was awful. And so this person said, well, what did I say? She goes, you know what you said. I'm like, oh, (laughs) jeez, ladies. Like, you know, so So instead of like actually having the conversation and and talking about it, they just carried on with this. At this point, I consider a fake friendship, like a a friendship that you have this built up resentment and all this stuff. So. So but Kristen, I will say, you know, like because I do deal with this a lot with clients and I have experienced this myself. And I will say that an antidote for sort of feeling left out and that emptiness that you're feeling when you're looking on Instagram and when you're looking and you're hearing things and you're seeing this is honestly to find your people and to put your energy there. That is honestly when people start to feel better. When when I'm, you know, when you're staring at, at somebody and they're doing that, you're like, they're doing that. But you know what? I'm doing this with so-and-so and it feels so good because they're putting effort into me and I'm putting effort into them. And it doesn't, and it just, it honestly fills the hole. And you have this hole there right now because you're just like hyper-focused on that. Mm-hmm. But when you can step back and you can literally like, truly shift your energy and say, I am now not putting energy there. 
I am literally not. I'm putting energy in this direction and that starts to fill up. That will be easier for you to see. You'll still get triggered if you decide to stay friends with them on social media. It will still hurt your feelings now and again. You'll still spark some nostalgia because it was a deep friendship. But you will not have the same raw ache that you have now if you are filling it with with the people that you are. And I do feel like I've made the steps towards that because I realized once we all started having kids that our relationships were changing and I started seeking out new mom friends. And that's, you know, yeah. kind of how I've you landed. You have six people right I here. Know. But, <laughs> and honestly, call those mom friends when you yeah. feel like that. Call your mom friend. I mean, I do that. I call, you know, I mean... You know, Brittany's a therapist with me at my office, but she also is one of my dear, dear friends. And that was an Insta connection. I and mean, we haven't known each other that long, just a few years. And when I was going through that, I would call her and I just felt like so much better. She gets yeah. it. She's been through it. But I also felt super filled up. And then it was like, well, why am I even staring mm-hmm. in this direction anymore? So you just, you got to do I that. I see the you, light at the end of the tunnel. You know what, think Chris, you, yeah. Chris? And here's a quick tip. A lot of people don't know on Facebook particularly you can unfollow someone and still mm-hmm. be friends. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to do the unfriend thing and they look up like, yep. oh, what? She's right. not friends with me anymore. And then it starts that <laughs> whole thing. You can simply unfollow them. So nothing they post will come in your news feed. So if you have to see something, you see something from them, that meant you specifically went onto their page and looked at their yeah. stuff. So then you're torturing yourself. Sure, right. you, you just know? need to let them go. I think at this I point, or, there's so or much work. Or, you know, mute on Instagram because you can do oh, the same yeah. thing on oh, Instagram I didn't now. Oh, do that. Relatively That's a good new. Idea. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. No, no, there's so many. <laughs> and I know that Kristen is not the only one that has experienced this, been there, or is currently there. I think more women than not are here <laughs> with one friend, with multiple friends, with, with whomever. Shoot, I think that it's not I don't think it's abnormal. Any, I don't it's think I don't abnormal. think it's an incident. I don't think it's someone doing something bad to you purposely or whatever. I really do think that a lot of the FOMO, friendship FOMO we feel is the society that we live yeah. in where you have access into so many people's highlight reels of what they're doing. And so I think we just live in this culture where our instinct when we are seeing it at something that we're not at is to instantly feel that gap or the hole, like they, right? You did something to them. There's a reason you were left out yep. or things like that. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I think, like I said, this topic, we could, we could literally – I think all we day. just touched all the surface of, <laughs> of FOMO, which goes far beyond just what we talked about, about you know feeling left out. Because when I did pull our group, which is 70-plus women, a lot of them shared stories of situations that have happened to them so I think just in general, it's – I think we just, we need to have better communication and we just need to know when enough's enough and know that you're enough and that you're cool, that you don't need them. No, and b- yeah. better communication, honestly, with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Be honest with yourself because once you figure out what it is you need – And when you stop looking for other people to validate you yes. and you start shifting to the people who are – I think are, that's what makes those actionable things easier to swallow yeah. and process. And I think for me it's it's a validation because I mm-hmm. – I, yeah. Like I am a good person. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm showing up to your child yes. saying I'm giving you a gift. Yes. I am a good person. But you don't need them. You don't right. need to, to show up. That. I'm sorry. I am not spending money on you when you could give a crap less about me. I'm just mm-hmm. – not doing it. It is not worth it. It is not. I just, but I also think this is very much something that comes with age. So all yes. you youngins out there that are pre-millennial <laughs> or post-millennial, 
What I are you, no Jan, Jan I have, Sears? I have no idea. We're I think like, are they Jan we Sears? cross so many yeah. generations. So my daughter, my daughter would be a Jan Sears. So yeah, they could handle things completely different, which that's a whole, your kids and friendships, your kids' friendships. Right. That's a whole nother thing. But um, but also just a I, quick note, we are like conscious in this room, right? Yes. Like we are, we are conscious. This is not everybody. Yes. Okay. So we're, we are, we are thinking about these things. So we are conscious if we're hurting someone's feelings, if we haven't talked to them, da, da. but like you said, to other people's point that we've been made, not everybody is conscious of it. Yep. Right. But again, then that just might not be the per- the friendship that you need to be in right now if they are not being conscious. So Elizabeth, I'm glad that you um, just mentioned about you know the kids and the friendships and kind of how that that's a whole new conversation to have. Because Kristen, I'm just wondering, are you inviting these people to like your daughter's birthday parties if you're having a birthday party? And if so, are they coming? And if so, are they bringing a gift? Because then that's equally reciprocated, right? No, it, it, it's, it's totally like that. But so it's not like you're you're yeah. showing up, giving gifts, and then they're like literally ghosting you. And No. You know, I mean, if we have something big, they show up. They show up. And For they're the doing, most part. And they're doing a gift. And the only yeah. reason I, you know. Well, there's food. Hello. Well, but. I'm just kidding. But that right, is right, right. to give them but credit. To, to what point, though? Like, right. You know, do you want to involve the children? Because if it's a children's birthday party, and again, I don't know the extent of it, but I do think that there's a separation there. And especially as your friends or your children get older and their children get older, and if they're legitimately friends, yep. I don't know if you're just like, hey, I have hurt feelings. You know, I, I think it's a it's a bigger conversation from that respect. Absolutely. And they are. So in a sense, like obviously, it's not a completely black and white situation where you can call them out because they are in theory, showing up to these things. I don't think it's calling them out as much as saying, you know. I think our kids are too young right now for that to even be an issue because we both have But they are bringing gifts. They're not. Yeah. But it's like, but it's. I think it's so much more than that. It is. That's not what's hurting your feelings. No. No. That's not. And and to be honest, when they show up, this, this is a very like. This is just unhealthy group. I'm just going to point it out because it's very unhealthy in the sense that it's a comparison game all the time. Yeah, they, it's not necessarily that they want to be there for us, and maybe in return it's I'm doing the same thing. But it's to say that they were there, and it's to see, you know, what I did for my party or who I got to cater it. And it's like a... It sounds very unhealthy. I told you. It sounds very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. I know. know. That's why I said at the end of this, like this was a huge eye-opener for me and I realized that this is a really unhealthy group that I'm in because as I'm saying it all out loud to you guys, what am I doing? Well, I think it does. It comes back down to that mutual understanding, right? In their mind, they're completely fine Mm -hmm. showing up to your big events, having you show up to the big events and... That's good. Mm-hmm. That's all. They and maybe need it out stays it. that way. You know, maybe that. I don't know. I okay. <laughs> but I can't say that way when it affects you. I know. Yeah, exactly. As I said it, I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, on to Rachel's point earlier, you said then accept it how it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can, and it's not actually hurting you, and. Right. But it doesn't seem like that's the thing, and no, I think that no. you are not. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel. This is not uncommon. This friendship has sort of been like the ex-boyfriend group. Yeah. I think. I oh, think you I need totally to place agree. them back. I, you need to like place them in that mm-hmm. group for sure. Mm-hmm. But okay, so anyone listening who's experiencing this, what are two of the biggest takeaways that someone can take to either like take Monique's advice and be like, call, you know, hey, this is how I feel, knowing that it might be something that they don't know, or writing a letter or things like that. What are the two biggest tips for someone? 
I mean, I think we've kind of all talked about it. I mean, I think you have two choices. You either, like we said, you accept it for what it is or you change your expectations. I mean, you change your expectations for those people. Um, you don't expect them to show up. You don't expect them to be emotional support. You don't expect them to be clued into you and what you need and be putting you first. But why do you want to be? Well, it's your choice. You want, yeah. If you want to, if you are like, I'd rather be, there are people like, I mean, outside of friendships, even like with their own parents that have relationships like that. You get to decide if you want to continue some type of relationship. Obviously, they're comfortable with it as is. If you decide I am not comfortable with it as is, I'm sacrificing myself, my mental health, you know, this isn't healthy for me, this is toxic, then you have to let go. And you can choose to let go quietly and not have a conversation, or you can choose to have a conversation in the many ways we talked about today. I love it. Okay. So friendships, FOMO. We didn't even get to touch on the mom bullies here. So we'll <laughs> save that for another conversation. But we want to make sure we're giving you episodes that are digestible and you're walking away with some information to help you or in the future, something that you can use when it does happen to you. Thank you so much for following along with us. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and rate and review us because we greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.